You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda, and today's topic, we are doing a part two on our series of femicide of Black women. So this is the Worldwide Femicide of Black Women, part two. Uh, So uh, just to clarify the reason I am doing this particular podcast series is to bring awareness of domestic violence and uh, to hone in on what the definition of femicide means and to break down the categories and also to discuss the statistics. So in this particular series, our main source of reference is from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, and this was a global study on homicide in 2018. So this is gender-relating killing of women and girls. Okay, so uh, just really quick, I just want to recap the definition of femicide. Um, let me make sure. I was hoping... I could get to that, maybe not. Okay, maybe they will uh, restate it. I wanted to give you the uh, official definition of what femicide is. Uh, We definitely went over it in part one. Okay, so I don't want to spend time trying to find it again, Uh, but to highlight the, the leading nations in femicide were uh, Africa led the way. Um, The U.S. came in third. So it was Africa, Asia, and then the U.S. came in third. Okay. All right. So let's get back to where we picked up. Intimate partner slash family related taking out of women and girls scale of the problem. Let me blow this up a little bit. Scale of the problem in numbers of victims. The lethal victimization of women within the family sphere is encountered in all regions and countries. The United Nations or the UNODC estimates that the deaths of women and girls resulting from international homicide perpetrated by an intimate partner or family member. Okay, so just to reiterate, I I was hoping they would uh, bring up the femicide definition. So the definition of femicide is uh, the taking out of women or girls by an intimate partner or family member. Okay, so that is the official definition of femicide. All right. So uh, the UNODC estimates that the death of women and girls resulting from international homicide perpetrated by an intimate partner or family member amounted to a global total in 50, of 50,000 in 2017 and a, an improvement in the coverage of gender disaggregated country data has led UNODC to reevaluate the 2012 figure published in the previous edition of the global study on homicide to 48,000. The number of female deaths resulting from intimate partner or family-related homicide may therefore have increased slightly. Given the number Given that the total number of deaths of women and girls worldwide resulting from all forms of international homicide amounted to 87,000 in 2017, more than half, 58% of 
of all female victims of international homicide, or 137 every day, were actually killed by a family, by a member of their own family. The number of women killed purely by their intimate partners, not including those killed by family members, was 30,000, meaning that more than one-third, 34% of all women and girls internationally killed worldwide, or 82 every day, are killed by someone whom they would normally trust and expect to care for them. Scale of the problem in homicide rates. The number of victims is only one way of looking at the toll that intimate partner slash family related homicide takes on women. Looking at the homicide rate per 100,000 female population offers a different perspective. For example, in absolute numbers, the largest number of women killed by an intimate partner or family member in 2017 was in Asia, 20,000, by far the most populous of the five regions. Okay, uh, so just real quick, just to pause, I know I mentioned this in the first uh, episode of this series, I want to mention it again, that uh, Asia now... Asia had a, a policy, specifically we're going to focus on China, a policy of uh, one child. And they favor the male child over the female child. So less female or girl babies were born. And now they have a surplus of men and not enough women in order to uh, partner up with, okay? So it's no surprise to me with that particular mindset in uh, China specifically that they would have, they would be uh, one of the leaders in femicide. Same holds true in India uh, where... It is so bad in India that little girls are being snatched off the streets and taken away. Some say for marriage, whatever the case may be. Now, I don't know specifically from a population perspective if that's the reason young girls are being snatched off the street in India. But it is a huge problem. So, again, it is no surprise to me that Asia has a high femicide rate. All right. So, however, at 3.1 per 100,000 female population, the highest rate of intimate partner family-related homicide was in Africa. Thus, while fewer women are killed by their intimate partner or family members in Africa than in Asia, women are actually at a higher risk of being killed by their intimate partner or family member in Africa. Women are also most at risk of being killed by their intimate partners, not including other family members in Africa, 1.7 per 100,000 female population. And the Americas, 1.2. While they are at, while they are least at risk in Oceania, 0.9 percent, Europe, 0.6 percent, uh, Asia, 0.5 percent. Okay, estimated at 1.3 per 100,000 population in 2017. Although slightly lower than in 2012, when it stood at 1.4 per 100,000 population, the female intimate partner slash family-related homicide can be considered stable at global level. 
However, the female int intimate partner slash family related homicide rate not only has variations in the prevalence of homicide across regions, but also between countries within those regions. These variations show that in general, countries with relatively low female total homicide rates tend to have a relatively larger share of female intimate partner related homicides. Wherein in countries with relatively high female total homicide rates, the share of female intimate partner slash family related homicide is relatively smaller. This is because more women are killed outside the family sphere, although the actual intimate partner slash family related homicide rate may still be relatively high. Okay. All right, so let's look at this uh, chart. Female total homicide and intimate partner slash family related homicide in selected countries. Uh, so there you have the countries and they're breaking it down by point, I'm sorry, by uh, a population of 100 thousand so when they break it down this way versus uh continent oh wow lithuania rates the highest okay all right so this looks like this top one uh this represents the european nations uh, because they have the UK, Switzerland, Spain, Slovenia, Netherlands, etc., etc., France, Germany, Hungary, Iceland, Italy, um, etc. Okay, so out of this list, oh, okay, so out of this list, yeah, it's still the same. Lithuania, ranks the highest in both in total homicide of women so meaning women getting taken out outside of their family members and intimate partners slash family related homicide which is femicide so lithuania and the european nations are the highest okay so let's look at this is the americas Wow. Whoa. All right, you all. So uh, same thing. This is out of uh, 1,000, uh, I'm sorry, 100,000 women population. So this is in the Americas. Canada, Chile, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Guanada, Guyana, Jamaica, Peru, and Ugari. So... Jamaica, you all, that's pretty doggone high. Jamaica is at 9.3. And, um, oh my goodness, you all. For total homicides, a total of uh, 9.3. Uh, femicide, so meaning intimate partner slash family related homicide. Is that 0.9? Uh, the second one is Granada. Granada comes at 5.6 total homicide. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, this is for Latin America and the Caribbeans. Okay. All right. So, let's look at Asia. This is, this is some very interesting stuff. So Asia, uh, again, population of 100,000 women. So Australia, Aspergen, Cyprus, and Magnolia. Mongolia, Magnolia. <laughs> I'm thinking about that tree, Magnolia. Anyway, Mongolia. Mongolia represents the highest at 2.6 of total homicide. 
And in femicide, point six, second is Alspergian, and I forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that. They're at 1.8 total homicide, and they tie with Mongolia for femicide. Okay. So, data on the killing of women perpetrated exclusively by intimate partners, not including other family members, is even, is even harder to come by than data on women killed by intimate partners or family members. But where data are available, the, pictures, the picture is similar to that relating to intimate partners slash family-related homicides, as mentioned in a previous paragraph. Okay, so this one is showing by country. Okay, so a total female total homicide and intimate partner homicide in selected countries. Okay, so this still to me looks like uh, European. Yeah, this is European. So it's showing the same thing. Okay, all right. So they're just giving you a kind of a slight twist on the data, but Lithuania is still uh, leading with Hungary secondary. So let's see if that was set this case up here. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it was the same. Okay, so it didn't change. Okay, so Latin America, same thing. Jamaica leading. And, oh, how, well, Belize wasn't on the other list. So this says rates of female total homicides and of intimate partner homicide, selected countries, Latin America and the Caribbeans. <laughs> so in this one, Jamaica still leads by 9.3%. And then Belize is included in this, uh, this slice of the data at 8.1. Rates of female total homicide and of intimate partner homicide, selected countries, Asia. Okay, so Mongolia still in the lead. And then this slice of the data is uh, Jordan at 0.8. So Mongolia was at 2.6. Overall total homicide. And Jordan is at 0.8. Scale of the problem in shares of all women murdered. While almost six out of every 10 women, 58%, Intentionally, yeah, intentionally killed worldwide are actually murdered by an intimate partner or other family member. There are marked disparities in this share across the region. Okay, so they're saying what makes up that 58% of the femicide rate, they broke it down, 34% of that 58% is by intimate partners. 24% of that 58% is by other family members. The remaining 42% is perpetuated outside the family. Okay, so clearly the femicide uh, rate is much higher than anyone... Uh, just a, just a random, and I don't even want to say random. So clearly the femicide rate is higher. So meaning intimate partner or family member. All right. So in four of the six regions, the share is very large, making the home that most, making the home the most likely place for a woman to be killed. At the upper extreme, more than two-thirds of all women, 69%, who, 
who intentionally killed in Africa in 2017 were killed by intimate partners or other family members. While the region with the smallest share of women killed by intimate partners or other family members was Europe, 38%. Oceania accounted for the largest share of all regions in terms of women killed exclusively by intimate partners at 42%, while Europe accounted for the lowest, 29%. Okay, so they're just showing you another graph. Female victims of intimate partners slash family-related homicide and of and of intimate partner homicide as a percentage of female total homicide. Okay. All right. So, give me. Uh, well, I think that's a good view. All right. So they're showing again Africa in the lead. So intimate partner homicide is 38%. Um, and then they didn't put one on the a percentage on the family related. And then um, other homicide of women at 69%. In the Americas, intimate partner homicide is at 35%. So uh, that's not too far behind Africa. Um, and then you see the little line for the partner or the bar rather for partner family related homicide and then other homicide outside of intimate partner and family is at 46 in the Americas. Okay. So remember, when you include the Americas, you have to include the Caribbean in this uh, in these statistics as well. Okay, so that means that Jamaica and the Belize would be included in these numbers. So Asia, not too far behind for intimate partner homicide, they are at thirty one percent, and then you see the bar for. Uh, intimate partner, family-related homicide. And then um, other women homicide is at 59%. <coughs> In Europe, you see intimate partner homicide at 29%. And then outside of uh, intimate partner and family member uh Female homicide is at 38%. And then Oceana. Oh, wow, this is interesting. So Oceana, as it relates to intimate, that's what they were trying to say up above. Um, as it's related to intimate partner homicide, they are the highest at 42%. And then the overall uh women homicide is at 63%. And then globally, the intimate partner homicide is at 34%. And the other female homicide, so meaning not being taken out by a family member or an intimate partner is at 58%. So that's a great breakdown. I'm glad they sliced it different ways uh, so I could see the visual to make, to clarify what they were stating above. Female burden of intimate partner slash family related homicide. Although intimate partner slash family related homicide is the most important factor in understanding the magnitude of female deaths resulting from intentional homicide, this form of homicide only accounts for a relatively small proportion of all male and female homicides recorded globally. Okay, and that, that's fair. So people taking each other out, that number is much higher than what we're discussing. 
While still far too many fewer, while still far too many, fewer than one out of every five homicides, 18% at global level were perpetrated by an intimate partner or family member in 2017. In terms of homicide perpetuated exclusively by an intimate partner, not including other family members, the proportion was lower, roughly one out of every eight, 12% homicides. At regional level, the portion of all homicides in 2017 caused by an intimate partner or other family members in Oceania, 39%. Yeah, I, I was surprised. That's that's pretty high. That's uh, pretty doggone that. That's a high femicide. And I'm assuming also based on their overall population. That's pretty high. Asia and Europe, both 24%, was slightly larger than the share of such homicides in the other regions, particularly Africa and the Americas. In some countries in the Americas, very high homicide rates are associated with crime, mainly organized crime, which means that the shares of intimate partner slash family-related homicide and of intimate partner homicide out of all homicides are smaller than in other regions although the number of victims is still high in comparative terms. With the exception of Oceania, the disparity in the share of homicides caused by an intimate partner or family member and those caused purely by intimate partner is less marked <clears throat> between regions. All right, so although women and girls account, so here's the little graph, Although women and girls account for a far smaller share of total homicide than men, they bear by far the greatest burden of intimate partner, family-related homicides, and intimate partner-related homicides. Okay, and I think we kind of looked at something similar uh, before. So if you look at the men uh, compared to the women, um, intimate so if you look at total homicide, you see uh, men, it's at an 80% level, women at a 20% level. But once you start to drill down into that total homicide numbers, you look at intimate partner, family-related homicide, the women, 64%. The men, 36%. When you look at intimate partner homicide, the women, 82%, the men, 18%. Okay, so although the overall homicide rate is higher for men, when you get down to the reasons and get into the femicide, so meaning family members or intimate partners, the rate for women is much higher. At global level, men are around four times likely, more likely than women to lose their lives as a result of intentional homicide. Gender disaggregated data on homicide reveal that the shares attributable to male and female victims remained very unstable, with roughly 80% of all homicides committed globally attributable to male victims and 20% to female victims, okay? So yeah, that's just, just about what we went over, we discussed uh, what they're showing you up above. Only one out of every five homicides at a global level may be perpetuated by an intimate partner or family member, yet women and girls make up the vast majority of those deaths. Victim slash perpetrator disaggregated uh, disaggregations reveal a large disparity in the shares attributable to male and female victims of homicide committed by intimate partners or other family members. So 36% 
of victims were male, while 64% were women, okay? So that's the middle part of uh, this depiction showing intimate partner, family-related homicide. Okay, this represents an increase of 4% points in the share of female victims of intimate partner, family-related homicide since 2014. So, wow, it went, it went up. Women also bear the greatest burden in terms of intimate partner homicide. The disparity between the shares of male and female victims of homicide perpetuated exclusively by an intimate partner is substantially, substantially larger than between male and female victims of homicide perpetuated by intimate partners or family members. With an even greater share of female victims in the total number of homicides committed, roughly 82% were female victims, while 18% were male victims, a share that has remained quite stable, wow, since 2012. Intimate partner violence continues to take disproportionately heavy toll on women. So let me go back to that. So intimate partner homicide. When you compare men to women, 82% for women, 18% for men. And as you can see, out of the femicide, the intimate partner is higher. And the intimate partner, the numbers have not moved since 2012. Male and female rates of intimate partner-related homicide. In terms of the country, examples of male and female rates of total homicide and intimate partner slash family-related homicide, because of existing limitations in the availability of data in countries in Africa and Asia, victims of intimate uh, partner slash family related homicide disaggregated by sex can only be analyzed in a few countries. Okay. The picture shown in this sample is one in which intimate partner family related homicide remains stable over time despite changes in the overall homicide rate. These limited examples also show that some countries may be an exception to the global pattern in which women are more likely to be the victims of intimate partner slash family related homicide than men. However, while both male and female homicide is perpetuated within the domestic sphere, it is possible that the relationship between victims and perpetuation Sorry, you all, is not recorded for all homicides. Progress has been made by countries in collecting sex disaggregated homicide data, yet advances made in collecting homicide data disaggregated by victim slash perpetuator relationships are still limited. There are therefore serious limitations in terms of data availability for this indicator. And when reported, such figures may point towards an under-recording of victims. All right, so male and female intimate partner-related, uh, family-related homicide and total homicide in selected countries. Okay, uh, all right, so I'm not going to go through these uh, stats. As you can see, my voice is cracking. <laughs> so you can certainly uh, pause the screen and look at uh, the charts. And I'm sure as I scroll down, they're going to break down what these charts mean. Okay, so I'll pause here for a second. Okay, all right, let me go to this one. Okay, 
All right, so let's look at the rates of male intimate partner slash family-related homicide. All right. Okay. So male and female rates of intimate partner homicide. Although data availability on male and female rates of intimate partner homicide is very limited across regions, it is possible to put those rates into perspectives in a sample of Europe and Latin American countries. A substantial disparity in observable between these values across both regions with the female rates being much higher than the male rates. In Europe, the female intimate partner homicide rate was on average four times higher than the male intimate partner homicide rate in 2016. As significant as this may be, it is important to highlight the fact that these rates are very low when compared with overall national homicide rates. In Latin America, the disparity was even larger. As the female intimate partner homicide rate was five times higher than the male rate. Asia, Europe, and Oceania generally have low levels of homicide, but the share of women among all homicide victims tend to be higher than in regions with higher levels of homicide. This observation is in line with the first of Verka's laws, the static law which holds that the higher the level of homicide, the smaller the share of female victors and perpetrators. In other words, in countries with low homicide rates, the difference between male and female homicide rates is smaller than in the country with higher homicide rates. Okay. Okay. All right, that makes sense. I see what they're trying to say. All right, so male and female intimate partner homicide selected countries. All right. Uh, male and female intimate. Okay, got you. So intimate partner homicide rates by sex in Europe. Okay, so you can see all across the board. Um, women are at a higher rate. Okay, so that's in Europe. So this is Latin America and the Caribbeans. Uh, same holds true. It's women has the higher uh, rate. Okay, across the board. All right. The context of gender-related killing of women and girls. While the international classification of crime for statistical purposes, IS, I'm sorry, ICCS provides the framework for recording homicide and crime data according to the situational context, geographical location, date, and time and motive. Very few countries release national data on the circumstances surrounding gender-related killing of women and girls. That is really interesting. That's interesting. So that would make sense why um, they're saying that the numbers could be higher. Anecdotal information is available for very few countries. Reports from Argentina and Peru indicate that the majority of gender-relating killings of women and girls or femicide in those countries are perpetuated in large cities, usually the capital. In the case of Peru, the mechanism for committing femicide is often asphyxiation or... Ooh, dang. All right, this is going to be a rough one, family. This is going to be a rough one. It's getting specific. Strangulation, stabbing, beating, or shooting by firearms. Whew. 
Over the period 2011 to 2014, the majority of gender-relating killings in Peru occurred in the private sphere, rather in the house occupied by the perpetrator and the victim, the house of the victim or the house of the perpetrator. Ooh, I know y'all, this is rough. Okay, so we'll make this our last one uh, for this particular episode and we, we pick, we'll pick back up. I know it's a lot to digest. It's, this is rough information. So we'll definitely do it in, in stages. Defining and understanding gender-related killings of women and girls. Two terms, femicide and feminicide, are widely used in relation to the concept of gender-related killings of women and girls. The conventional understanding conveys the idea that hate crimes against women are perpetuated by men simply because of the gender roles assigned to women. The term femicide was coined in the literature several decades ago to define the gender-related motivation associated with killing of women and girls. Although the term has attracted attention to the extent that it is now being used by some governments and a wide range of stakeholders, at global levels, there is no commonly agreed definition of what constitutes femicide. Okay, that's fair. What is observable, however, is a plural, plurality of definitions stemming from different legal and sociological approaches, which indicates the elements that may contribute to labeling a crime femicide. That's interesting. Now, I was wondering if they were going to go there. Excuse me. By attaching the word of femicide to a specific crime, so almost like a hate crime. The following sector provides an overview of the sort of crimes that have been considered in the content of gender-relating killings of women or femicide. The history of the term femicide goes back to the term coined in the 1970s, which sought to raise awareness of the violent deaths of women and refer to the killing of females by males because they are female. Subsequently, femicide was defined in the first anthology on femicide published in 1992 as the misogynist killing of women by men motivated by hatred, contempt, pleasure, or a sense of ownership over women, rooted in historically unequal power relations between women and men. Okay, so that's that's uh that's pretty interesting. I love how they broke that down. In the past few decades, the term is associated and its associated problem has been gaining recognition by academics, civil society organizations, international organizations, and regional organizations such as the European Union. For example, a report by the United Nations Secretary General in 2006 referred to femicide as the gender-based murder of a woman and the murder of a woman because they are women. Okay. All right. The report focused on certain settings and community contexts, such as intimate partner violence, armed conflict, and dowry disputes, in which those crimes were being perpetuated. The report also highlighted certain characteristics of such homicides, as well as the underlying gender inequality between men and women that fuels them, thus illustrating the interrelationship between cultural norms and the use of violence in the 
subjugation of women. Okay, this is pretty good stuff. In September 2018, the European Union and the United Nations launched a joint program aimed at tackling femicide in Latin America. While men are usually considered to be the perpetrators uh, sorry, yeah, of gender-relating killings of women and girls, this is not the case in all situations. Historically, the study of female victimization has been focused on intimate partner killings perpetuated by men as intimate partner killings account for a significant share of gender-related killings of women and girls. Never, nevertheless, it is important to bear in mind that in some instances, women can also be perpetuators of extreme gender-based violence against other women. Ooh, child, they went in. Excellent point. Excellent point. Excellent point. All right. For example, in cases of honor killings, both male and female family members may be complicit. Several theoretical approaches to gender-related killings of women and girls have emerged in contemporary theory. The feminist approach is connected to the notion of patriarchy, which highlights the fact that power is unequally distributed between women and men in society, meaning that violence is often used as a tool by men to keep women under control. The criminological approach to gender-related killings of women and girls or femicide has emerged in the past two decades to the extent that it is now used in epidemiology and public health research. Whoa. Wow. Criminological studies apply different terms to the analysis of this phenomenon, with some studies applying the term broadly to indicate the killing of, of a woman, while others focus on intimate partner homicide, which they analyze as a subset of the broader homicide category. Previously defined by the United Nations Special uh, Rapporteur on Violence Against Women as the accumulation of pre-existing forms of violence often experienced in a continuum of violent acts. The notion of femicide is linked to violence against women. As such, the violence experienced by women is influenced by conditions of gender-based discrimination, often reflected in patterns attributable to gender-relating killings of women, whereby structural factors influencing such discrimination are encountered at macro level of social, economic, and political systems. Wow. This is pretty good, you all. This is pretty good. So they're breaking down root level when they talk about getting to the macro level. Uh, so they're basically saying you can link this to gender-based discrimination. And when you get down to the root causes, uh, you're talking on a social level, economic, <clears throat> and political systems. Due to the lack of standardized definition of femicide, data collected by countries under this label are not comparable and cannot be used for global or regional estimates to provide an indication of the scale of this phenomenon. Okay, so that makes sense because remember up there they were saying that all of the, the nations, they're not even reporting it. So they know that the numbers could be higher and the fact, the way that they're actually reporting the numbers, it's not consistent across the board uh, with all of the nations. 
The way this type of offense is criminalized under a country's legal system bears an influence. Okay, that makes sense. Bears an influence on the kind of data that is collected by the criminal justice system. Existing na national reports on femicide indicate that official data sometimes capture the number of cases of what could be broadly considered gender-related killing of women and girls and not necessarily the number of femicide victims and subsequently disaggregation concerning the perpetuator's mechanism and context of killings related to the number of victims. Okay. Okay, so uh, that's a, a great point that they brought up. So not only uh, is it hard for them to get an accurate uh, global picture because, you know, is everything being reported? And then number two, how is it being reported? And then I love how they put in here, how is, is that nation's particular criminal justice system? How are they categorizing that? So that, that's a really, really excellent the indicator, female victims of homicide perpetuated by intimate partners or family members is used instead. As this represents the only concept that has a standard definition across countries and when oper operationalized that yields comparable data. This concept is standardized in the international classification of crime and statistical purposes. ICCS. The advantage of using the ICCS for the purpose of recording and collecting statistical data relevant to this field is that the classification is built on a set of behaviors and not legal definitions enshrined in criminal codes as the latter differ across countries. All right, so that's, that's pretty cool. Thank you, uh, UN folk, for um, breaking down how you all are capturing this data. So anybody that's going to keep up and track the femicide rate numbers globally, now you know that you need to look at the classified, the international classification of crimes for uh, statistical purposes to get the femicide rate because they said the only standard that they could uh, agree on is in order to classify it as femicide, was it done by a family member or was it done by an intimate partner? Okay. All right. So thank you for that, Yuen, because Otherwise, you know, people bring up stats all the time and they either misinterpret the, the stats or they're purposely using the stat in an incorrect content. All right. Okay, I'm trying to see how much further I want to go with this. Okay, we'll we'll go over these let these charts. And then uh, we'll stop here and pick back up. All right, so box five, comparison of data on femicide, female total homicide, and female intimate partner related homicide. The charts below compare different data associated with the notion of gender-related killings of women and girls. The rates of female homicide, intimate partner, slash family-related homicide, and femicide in countries where all three types of data are available. Okay. So remember, even though across uh, the nation, or across the globe rather, across the globe or worldwide, that's a better depiction instead of globe, worldwide, um, they're still, that's not a guarantee that they're getting all the data. There is not a consistent pattern in the comparison of nationally defined data on femicide and the standardized concept of intimate partner-related homicide. This depends on how 
femicide is defined in national legislations and whether the definition covers crimes committed in both public and private spheres. In some countries, the two indicators reveal the same values. In others, the rate of femicide is higher or the rate of intimate partner family-related homicide is higher. The, analysts, the analysis presented in the graphs below show that the criminal justice recording practices regarding femicide vary significantly across countries that have adopted legislation to criminalize the offense. Legislation that addresses femicide help to combat impunity and raises awareness in societies of its gravity. But data resulting from specific femicide legislation may misinterpret the level of the crime. Even though certain countries have criminalized femicide as a separate criminal offense, in many instances, such crimes are still being recorded and prosecuted purely as homicide. Okay, this is because of obstacles encountered during criminal proceedings and a lack of evidence in identifying a perpetrator. Yeah, I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, of the um, the one committing the crime or the circumstances in which I'm going to say predator in identifying a predator or the circumstances in which the crime was committed. In such cases, data recorded as femicide may underestimate the number of gender-related killings. Okay, so again, that's just telling you some of these things, some of these cases when it gets into the courts, you know, depending on the court outcome, um, it'll be labeled differently. Okay, all right. And it may not fall in the category of femicide. Does not mean it's not femicide. So, for example, perpetrator, the word I'm struggling with, hanging <laughs> tongue-tied for no reason at all. I, I don't know. Um, so, for example, if they weren't identified, then in some cases, it wouldn't be marked as a femicide. For statistical purposes, looking at behaviors observed during the criminal act and the type of relationship existing between victims and perpetrators, rather than how the act is coded in the criminal justice system, provides measures that are most standardized <clears throat> across legislation and easier to interpret. All right, so I'm not going to go through these charts. Um, you could just see them yourself. Um, so this one is given the rates of total homicide, female intimate partner slash family related homicide, intimate partner, homicide and femicide, Latin America and um, the Caribbeans. Okay, so just giving you a different slice of the data. Uh, so the number of women, and they're breaking it down by intimate partner slash family related, intimate partner, and then femicide. Okay, so I'm not going to read through these charts. Okay, you could certainly uh, pause the video and read through them. Okay. All right, and that's the last one. Okay. Okay, I guess this is the last one. All right, so in order to save my voice, we're going to pick back up here uh, in part three, and um, I'll make sure when we get to part three, I'll kind of summarize uh, the above stuff. So, huh, this was a rough one. 
as we're getting into the deep specifics of this data. So we will pick back up on part three of this series. Um, I hope you are getting some value. You're getting some use from this. The purpose of me doing this is most definitely for awareness, but also for people to start having honest discussions, okay? So that rather that be women to women having this discussion, men and women having this discussion, men and men having this discussion, adults having this discussion with girls and boys, okay? That is the purpose of me putting out this information, okay? So I hope you are getting some use from it. So if you are not subscribed to the channel, I highly encourage you to subscribe to the channel uh, and also share this video, share this information. Uh, so I think that's it. I wish everyone well on this Friday. This is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. Peace and love, family. What? <laughs>